It is absolutely unsurprising that load shedding has had an impact on policing and crime, right? That criminals take advantage of load shedding and the vulnerabilities, the security vulnerabilities that it brings about. But to what extent has it taken place? Well, in the Western Cape, there is some numbers around this. Uh, the Premier of the Western Cape now joins us, Ellen Windy. Uh, Premier, good morning. Welcome to uh, SAFM Sunrise. Really do appreciate your time. You've got some numbers and stats that demonstrate the impact that load shedding has had on policing and very specifically crime. Can you tell us to what extent this has presented as a problem? Good morning. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, so um, we did a, we did an analysis because obviously if you're on the street uh, amongst citizens, um, you you would think it would it was like really a big focus. Uh, and I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not denying it at all. I think uh, criminals seem to obviously use the load shedding um, but uh, we can see contact crime, uh, 23.7% happens during load shedding, property crime, 29.2%, um, an average of 25.7% of crime occurring uh, during load sheddings. And, you know, we've broken it down into various districts, but it's all pretty much uh, that kind of uh, 25% uh, mark. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is also area bound. So yeah. you'll definitely find it uh, in the Cape Flats, uh, very much uh, community uh, bound in the Cape Flats. And, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence from my initial um, visiting people, um, you could see uh, these criminals would be waiting for the load sharing to happen and then, and then they would pounce. Yeah, but statistically, the majority of crime still happens outside of load shedding. That is to say, under normal circumstances, right? That one in four contact crime, for instance, happens during load shedding. Is that a is there a statistical correlation between load shedding and that, or is it merely a coincidence that if there were no load shedding at all, that you would still see the same numbers reflected? Yeah, you see, it's a bit difficult. This is our first a uh, first round of analysis. Um, remember that it's not as if uh, as if there's it's just a correlation of there's only 25% load shedding. So it depends on what level of load shedding you're at, um, you know, because because you've got to bring those uh, those statistics in. But I think it's a good baseline to work from. Um, now, how do we make sure that we're using this data? Um, specifically to say, well, uh, do we deploy differently? And uh, these are the kind of questions that we're asking ourselves now, because uh, we've got our our hotspots that are determined. Uh, we then focus on those hotspots. That's where I was on Friday night, um, actually going along with the LEAP officers and the SAPS officers on patrol, um, just going to have a look for myself. Uh, now we've got to use this data because it's about data and evidence and how you deploy according to data and evidence to try and mitigate that risk. So I think it's a baseline study, and we will then add this to the to the mix of how we use data and evidence uh, for policing uh, based on uh, getting our targets of, uh, first of all, halving the murder rate, um, but then, of course, all the other layers of crime that come with it. So, so, so in practice, what would that look like? You would build a model that uh, maps out load shedding in certain hotspots across a 24-hour day period uh, as the clock changes, and you'd be able to then deploy patrolling officers to those areas specifically where contact crime is a concern, and this model will be able to, to dictate to you where to go and where not to go? That, that is correct. So, so we already are using um, our, first of all, the crime statistics on, the, on how we deploy. And then we've got our violence prevention unit, which 
is looking at the other layers of statistics. Now, I think a lot of our deployment statistics come via our, our uh, uh, health records. We've got uh, violence uh, monitoring systems in all of our healthcare facilities. And what they do is they GIS map uh, uh, happening. So if an ambulance picks up someone that was a stab wound or a gunshot wound or uh, you know any kind of trauma, uh, that would be mapped at the time of day where it happened. So that would also be another layer of evidence. So the, so this uh, load shedding evidence goes into the mix as well. Um, and then we would say, well, how do we uh, inform or make sure that our neighborhood watches are informed if there's a change in load shedding times so we can actually be patrolling at that time? Uh, what are the different uh, actions that need to be taken? Our yeah. deployment already takes place in the hotspot areas because of that very uh, that very set of data. And now all we're doing is we're just adding other layers of data uh, in order to help us uh, in having yeah. better informed police. Yeah. Premier Wendy, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really, really do appreciate it. Ellen Wendy, the Premier of the West. And your pleasure.